You're listening to Gearing Up, an everyday carry podcast, a show that's all about connecting the everyday carry community. If you're into knives, gear, and hearing from other EDC nerds, this is the show for you. Subscribe for new episodes each week and follow Gearing Up Podcast on Instagram to stay up to date on upcoming shows. Gearing Up is sponsored by Nutsack Bags. If you're in the market for a new bag or a satchel or a sling or a pouch, check them out. They've got some amazing stuff. Everything's made in the U.S. Everything comes with a lifetime guarantee. I promise you won't be disappointed. Just go visit Nutsack.com and see everything they have to offer. And thanks again to Nutsack for sponsoring the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Gearing Up. This is the Everyday Carry podcast where we talk about everyday carry stuff. And today... You guys know, of course, no exception. So, hope you guys dug the new intro. Switched it up just a little bit. Didn't didn't completely change it, but had to do some updating. And so here we are. So I hope you guys like that. Stick around at the end of the episode to hear the new outro. I know, really exciting things uh, this week. Now, the show's a little late. This is part of the reason why is because I really wanted to redo those. And uh, I had every intention of doing it over the weekend, and this weekend just kind of turned into, well, just a let's just hang around the house and not do a whole lot. So it was wonderful. I thoroughly enjoyed it because we don't do that very often. But um, yeah, so so that's really the reason we'll move on. But uh, I hope you guys understand. So and also, if I'm being a little quiet from time to time, I might catch myself being kind of too loud. It's because I normally record these when no one's home. And right now everyone's home and the boys are asleep. So trying to not wake them up. Maybe we'll hear them screaming in the background in a minute. Cause I was too loud. I don't know. I hope not, but either way, I digress. Let's get back to everyday carry stuff. So I'm going to make a bold prediction. So you guys, my last episode, I talked about or maybe not the last one, a recent episode, I talked about AI, and uh, it was enlightening. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, But it got me thinking about the future of knives and the knife industry and the hobby and all of these things. And then SHOT Show happened. And I'm not going to pretend to know a ton about SHOT Show, but I know it happens in the beginning of the year, and it's I think it's in Vegas, and it's a pretty big deal. Lots of folks go, and a lot of knife companies, a lot of knife, uh, like bigger knife companies. I'm, I'm sure there are makers that go to. I, I don't know. Again, I don't know much about it, but seeing some stuff from SHOT Show got me thinking, and it really kind of got my, my wheels turning on what this year is going to be like. Now, I know that it's not, um, I don't know if it's going to be the kind of year that I think it's going to be in terms of the knife industry and like what's going on and what's cool and what's not. And, but I saw a few things that caught my attention and then I listened to the most recent episode of the edge and flow podcast. Now, quick, quick digression here. The, Edge and Flow podcast is a phenomenal podcast from makers Lucas Burnley and TJ Schwartz. And if you don't follow them uh, and you don't follow this show and you don't listen to it, I cannot recommend it highly enough. It is 
it's incredible. It, it, it's, you know, and I expected whenever, and I don't, you guys know, I don't listen to super technical stuff. I don't, I don't dive super deep into the knife making world. Uh, cause it's just not where I'm at. I'm, I'm definitely a hobbyist, but whenever I saw they were doing a podcast, I thought, Oh, this is going to be another, you know, really in depth, really intense podcast. But I like uh, Lucas's work. I didn't know much about TJ whenever uh, I first started listening to the show, but I was like, I'm going to give it a shot. I like what Lucas does. Interested to see what they end up putting together. It has been so enjoyable. It's such a great show. If you want to get inside the minds of two guys that just have a passion for making knives, it's, it's, it's incredible. And it's not, it's not even just making knives. It's so interesting to get sort of a, a, a bird's eye view of their processes and how they think about things and how they strategize around things. It's incredible. Anyways, back to the main point. I listened to one of their most recent episodes and they talked about a couple of upcoming models uh, for this year, for 2023. All of this to say, let's get to my main point. I am going to make a prediction it's a bold prediction. I have almost no confidence in it, but I'm going to make it anyways. I feel like this year, 2023, is going to be the year of small knives. And you guys know I am here for it. Let's break it down. Let's talk about it a little bit. Why do I care so much? Why am I making this prediction? What gives me this uh, this thought? So you guys know, if you followed along for any length of time, you guys know that I absolutely love my Spyderco McBee, and most of my knives are sub three inch blades, like they're small. And it's a personal preference thing. I just don't, I mean, the literally the largest knife in my collection is the Kaiser Drop Bear, and it's, a, it's also the newest addition to uh, my collection. But the Drop Bear is not a large knife, but again, in hand to me, it felt very bulky when I got it because it's, it's just larger than what I normally carry. And so my collection consists of things like the McBee. I actually have three McBees now. Uh, I've got the Yorkie from Laconico. I've got the Lander, a couple baby banters, like it's, and you know, little friction folder from Coke. Like it's, it's a ton of tiny knives. So of course, when I start seeing and hearing about small knives, I think, oh man, this is it. It's going to be an awesome year. For me, I'm going to love it. What did I hear about? What knives am I thinking of? So there's four right now that come to mind that tell me I am at least kind of correct in assuming that this is going to be the year of tiny knives. And I'll tell you which ones they are, and I'll tell you which ones I'm most excited about. There are three knives that I actually learned about on the Edge and Flow podcast. Two of them are from Lucas Burnley. One of them is from TJ Schwartz. And the fourth one I got glimpses of when I saw SHOT Show content on Instagram. I don't know who posted it. I can't remember, but I saw it and I thought, okay, this is it. This is going to be kind of the thing this year. Now, again, doesn't mean that there's not a hundred other giant knives to answer to these four small knives that I'm talking about. But what I've seen lately, I mean, you know, you look at the popularity of the baby banter, the the lander's not a large knife by any stretch of the imagination. I, I think it's actually quite small. And the uh, mini, the QSP mini penguin is a thing. There's a mini elementum. And if I'm getting these names wrong, it might be mini, might be micro, might be compact. I don't know, but you guys get where I'm going. 
there's there have been a few where they've taken a really successful model and shrunk it down. And I love that. I would love to see some original designs, but I'm okay with re- rehashes of existing really great knives that are just kind of shrunken down, scaled down. So let's just start off at the top of the list. I didn't write these in any particular order, but I, as I go through each of them, I'll tell you which one I'm, I'm really excited about. So the first one I actually saw on someone's Instagram, they posted something from SHOT Show and I thought, oh, that's okay. It is the Spyderco Micro Jimbo. Now, listen, it's, I would say it's kind of a polarizing design. I, I don't, I don't know if that's a hundred percent accurate, but I will say that like, it's different and I never loved it. I liked it, but it was also kind of on the larger side. And then they came out with like the Yo Jumbo or the, I don't know what they called it officially, but it was, it was a, it was a large, it was a large version of it. And so to see them coming out with a micro version of it, I don't know all of the specs. I believe it is a two and a half inch blade. I believe it's S30V. This is super exciting for me. I wish Spyderco would shrink down more of their knives. They do have some really solid tiny knives so far. I mean, obviously the McBee, easily my favorite knife, but I would, you know, I love the, the mic they're calling. I don't know if it's the micro Jimbo or the mini Yojimbo. I, I don't know, but I'm just going to go with micro Jimbo cause that sounds fun. But I would love to see a bunch of their, their variations shrunken down. Um, for me, when I saw the design of the stovepipe, I really like that knife but it it ends up being much bigger than the pictures make it look. I wonder if they shrunk it down too much. It would look, not look, but if it would be so similar to the McBee that, I, I, I don't know, I don't know, but just a thought. But the Micro Jimbo gives me uh, a ton of hope for other Spyderco compact knives uh, that I'm really excited about. So I love this. I love that I saw it. I was excited whenever I saw it because I thought, man, the, the Yojimbo is such a unique design. And obviously, you've got your folks that, that need or want a larger blade. And so the, the larger variant answered that. But I was really looking forward to something smaller. And this micro Jimbo answers that, that, that need. So I'm really excited about it. That was what kind of gave me the final push to make this claim. Now, what got my wheels turning? I listened to the episode of Edge and Flow, and Lucas and TJ talked about some of their upcoming knives for this year. And my God, I, I was out walking when I was listening to it, and I was so excited. I was gleeful and giddy. So Lucas is going to come out with a Squid Compact and a tuna compact. Now, huh, that's enough for 2023 for me. Like I just I'm good with just a squid compact. Let's cut everything else off. But but anyways, hear me out. So so the I was super excited about the squid. And when I saw it, I got even more excited. So the tuna compact from what I've seen and if you've if you've looked it up and and the, I don't know much about the tuna, but I believe the tuna compact is a almost a just a completely scaled down version of the tuna. So, of course, I'm a fan. I really am looking forward to checking this out. The blade length is 2.73, so it's it's under three inches. I have a feeling 
And, and part of this is because I know the tuna and I know how big the tuna is. And so seeing it, it still looks big. But with a 2.73 inch blade, I, I have a feeling this one's going to be smaller than it looks when I get it. So I'm excited to check it out. But when I saw the squid compact, I, I'm like, I'm so stoked on it. So the squid was already a, a short and stubby, almost kind of chubby looking knife. And the compact just sort of amplifies that. And I absolutely love it. Now, it is a flipper knife, but it still has the thumb stud. So I'm interested to see... If I love that, hate that, I don't know. I'm not, you guys know I'm not a big fan of flippers, but the thumb stud is there. So, uh, you know, uh, I, and again, especially with such a small blade, because this is seriously, this is a 1.75 inch blade. So this is a, this is a short little guy. I think the flipper might end up being kind of necessary. And I'm, and I'm sure that's, that's why Lucas designed it the way he did, but it is a small, squatty, stubby, squid and i like i'm here for it it looks so cool and um this one is assisted opening too which again i think it, i don't know if it was lucas or tj that made the the point in the episode that you know having assisted on such a small blade is is so nice and i have to agree like i've had like the kershaw launch it's an auto obviously it's not the same as assisted but the the launch i think is the four i don't know whichever one's the real small sort of dagger shaped blade that was such a fun little snappy knife. And so I'm excited to see how this thing, you know, how the action is on it, how the ergos on it are on it, given that it's a really tiny knife. I think this is easily the one that I'm most excited about because I, I know I love the squid. I'm also curious about, um, you know, price-wise, this is, it's going to be 32 bucks or it is 32 bucks. And that to me is insane it's 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 a 32 dollar knife and and again nothing fancy the steel is 8cr 13 mov so nothing super steel or anything like that but i am still really stoked uh to check out the the squid to go back to the tuna the tuna is 56 bucks and it is also 8cr 13 mov uh so again these are you know quote unquote budget knives for whatever that means nowadays. But again, you're, you're looking at a $32 knife and a $56 knife. And I'm, I'm really excited that they're in those price points. They're scratching my tiny knife itch. And I, and I could not be more excited. <laughs> and then the last one, the fourth one is from TJ Schwartz and it is the Overlander compact whenever I heard them talking about a squid compact and tuna compact, I'm like, okay, I can visualize this in my head. Now they do talk about design and scaling down and, and, and how you have to kind of make some design changes because not all knives just scale perfectly. And so like the, the tuna looks very proportionally scaled down the squid. There's obviously some shape and design changes because of the way the knives built. I, again, I, I'll say I didn't know a ton about TJ Schwartz or his designs, but I heard them talking about this Overland Compact. So it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to check it out. This thing looks mean for a tiny blade. I am so excited to check this one out. I don't know. I, I might even say this might get me more hyped than the squid right now. So this one is $59. It's a D2 blade, um, which I, again, I like D2. I don't have a problem with it at all. It's a 2.24 inch blade, so still really small, 
but the design on it is just so killer. Like I, I love the look of it, man. I, I, again, I feel I'm just kind of gushing over these knives right now, but it is super cool looking. And so again, 2.24 inch blade D2 steel G10 uh, handles, which is great. looks like an OD green with some orange accents on the pivot and I think the spacer, but it's just a great little blade shape. And for the size, I think it's going to be really nice. It's just kind of a daily, you know, little fifth pocket, open packages, do some quick slicing here and there. I, I'm stoked on this one as well. So those are the four knives. Now, again, I, I don't, I don't actually, you know what? No, I'm going to stick to my guns here and I'm going to say that my prediction is not crazy. I think that this is really going to be a great year for tiny knives. And I say tiny, I, I mean like sub three inch blade. That's, that's sort of my standard for small knives. And uh, all of the ones I mentioned have uh, sub three inch blades. So for sure, they all fit in that category. I am interested to see what else comes out in the small knife category. When I look at, like I'm on Blade HQ, I'm looking at CRKT, and let me just sort by newest, less than two inch blade. So these are real small guys. Oh my God, there's a CRKT Razzlecliff, Razzlecliff? Sort of, I think this is designed, again, I don't know enough about this maker, so I apologize if I get anything wrong, but the they're they're designed by John Graham. Is that how you say it? Razzle? Razzle? Anyways, so there's a couple of really small uh Razzle Cliff, Razzle Cliff knives from CRKT. Uh, to me, I, I've heard of the design, I've seen the design, I've seen the I guess you I guess they're customs. Again, I don't know enough about it, but I I do know the design. I'm familiar with the design, and so these look like tiny little flipper versions of that, which is great. Love seeing that. Let me just tell you. This is going to be the year of tiny knives because you guys, uh, if you go to my Instagram feed, you scroll back a ways, you guys know I'm a big uh, fan of Richard Rogers and and uh, his designs and the CEO from CRKT, really cool knife. There is a CEO micro flipper and I am so here for it. This is a 2.21 inch blade and it's got aluminum handles. That looks sick. It's 60 bucks. I believe this is a pre-order though. And then there's the CRKT Provoke Kinematic Morphing Karambit Blue Aluminum. I'd be interested to see like a video of that, how that works, because that looks like uh, it comes out much like straighter than the normal Karambit. Oh man! I, okay, guys, bear with me. I am just <laughs> I'm just going down a rabbit hole of really awesome looking small knives for this year, and I'm 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 gonna stick with it. I'm going to double down on my prediction that 2023 is going to be the year of small knives. I'm so looking forward to all of these and uh, I cannot wait to get a few of these in hand. And the thing is all the ones that I've talked about, they're all less than 60 bucks. So they're all small knives. They're affordable and they're designed by some really great folks. So, Oh man, I'm telling you guys, this is going to be the year. I don't know if you agree, I don't know what you got your eye on, but these knives are insane looking. I love the CEO micro flipper. I love the squid compact. I love, love this overland compact. I think that's going to make the top of my list. That's probably the first one I'm going to get this year. So, and for anyone interested, the overland compact, 
not a sponsor, not affiliated, but Blade HQ has them for 50 bucks in stock. And uh, I, this, I, I may end up grabbing one of these sooner rather than later because this thing is insanely cool. Anyways, okay, I have rambled enough. This has turned into 20-ish minutes of me gushing over small knives. Let's sum it up. I think 2023 is going to be a fantastic year for tiny knives. I think this is a thing. It's going to happen. I'm putting it out in the universe. And yeah, that's, that's, I basically just invented a new tiny knife wish list. And that's, that's, that's going to, that's what I'm going for this year. So what do you guys think? I'm interested to hear from you. Are you excited about any knives in particular this year? What do you think we're going to see more trends of? in 2023 right now the small knives are and of course they stick out to me because i look for small knives but i think we're going to see a lot more of them and uh you know pocketable carryable small thin you know real i don't want to say minimalist because that's i think too reductive but but definitely just compact knives i love this idea of of smaller versions of designs that we love and I'm interested to see more. Uh, so I'll pass the question off to you. Do you see anything else happening in 2023 in terms of the hobby and you know trends that we're seeing and things like that? I'd be interested to know what you're looking forward to. But that's it. That's my rant on what I think is going to happen in 2023 regarding one single trend in the knife industry. I know that's not, it's not a comprehensive, you know, uh, review of the knife industry, but that's where we're at. Let me know what you think. I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks everyone. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to follow gearing up podcast on Instagram to stay in the loop and join the conversation over on our Facebook group, the pod, make sure you hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have a second, leave the show a review. It really helps. I'll talk to you again next week. Peace.